welcome back. Another day, another vlog. It's Friday, end of the week. Um, hope you're all well. I uh, hope your week is done and dusted and you've got going to get a chance to catch up with friends and family this weekend. Yeah, a bit of a weird one in Australia. It's out of, COVID's going a bit out of control. I think we're getting a little bit uh, over the top again with it, unfortunately. Um, I did look at some stats and figures on it, but we'll just briefly talk about this. Because, um, <laughs> yeah, it's a bit weird. Um, there's only been two deaths in seven months, but, yeah, we're completely shutting down the country. Uh, America's had 500 in the last month. Or week, I think it was. It was either a week or, or no, it was a week. Five hundred last week, but they're fully open. They're doing business and going nuts. We uh, we haven't had two deaths. One in April, one in uh, December. That was the last last two deaths in Australia from COVID. We've had more deaths in six months from smoking. So what I thought was, why don't we just tax COVID? Because apparently if you tax something that kills people, it doesn't matter if they die, like smoking does. I don't know. I thought it was a bit weird, a little bit of a comparison there. I think, uh, it's, I think the government and the politicians are that concerned, more concerned about people that have it, have this thing, but it actually it's not killing anyone. So is it that bad if you have it? 70% seventy percent of the world's population has herpes, some form of herpes. 70% of the world has some form of herpes. Sure, that can't kill you, uh, but it can cause some crazy stuff to happen. But we don't run around and go, oh, my God, we need to shut down Australia for that. I don't know. It just, yeah, it just seemed a bit weird. Sort of I'd like to try and keep myself, I guess, informed as much and educated so I understand what the hell they're putting on this media, which the media, as we all know, is all false and uh, just made up for ad revenue um, and people's agendas. So I sort of like to go and occasionally catch up and look at the figures and actually see what the hell's going on. And I find that is a little bit of a strange one. And in, in seven months, two only two deaths in the whole in, out of twenty five million people, we've only had two deaths in seven months. Now, sure, part of that is we've controlled it by lockdown and we've got that, but, like, there's still been outbreaks and plenty of outbreaks, but no one's died. So that obviously means that even if you do get it, the chances of you getting that sick that you pass away are limited. And still, and even, and then you look delve a bit deeper and the percentages of anyone under, say, 70 are just drop off ridiculously it's only still 90 i think 90 pe people over 90 are like the highest percentage rate i mean there's been like out of our nine only 900 people that have died in australia uh it's sort of only four or five hundred have come out of that 90 group now for those people that have lost their family obviously that numbers don't mean anything they've lost their family member and all that but we have plenty of other stuff my point, my point being is my, we have plenty of other stuff that kills people that the government doesn't do anything about. In fact, they keep selling cigarettes to kids. Um, and I'm an ex-smoker, so I sort of, I'd love, I'd, lo I'd love and hope that Jack never takes it up. Um, fingers crossed he doesn't. I'm going to try and educate him as much as he can, to, as I can, to make sure he doesn't. But there's still people that do it, and they're still dying 
thousands die all the time. I think something like 7 million people die a year from uh, cancer-related or smoking-related issues. So that's worldwide, but that's 7 million. And there's only been 4 million from COVID worldwide. Sure, we've gone and nailed it, so it didn't get as bad as it could have been. But this, here's something that we could easily manage that we don't. I say, I think that's the disappointing part. It's it's not the fact that, you know, uh, less people are passing away and that it's always a tragedy, no matter if it's from smoking or whatever. My pa- my father passed away from, and I guarantee is 100% from smoking, and he'd stopped smoking for 20-plus years and it still killed him. So it will get you and it's probably going to get me from when I smoked. So I've accepted that. You have to accept that fate. As soon as you chuck one in your mouth, you're pretty much killing yourself and you're going to suffer on the way down. So, yeah, don't want to be a dark and sort of upsetting, but I thought it was just interesting. It's sort of good to sort of don't just take what you see on the news and it's all doom and gloom and New South Wales is all going to crap and all that. I don't think it is. I think it's been blown out of proportion because it sells newspapers. It sells people watching the news now because they want to know if they can do it. Uh... People are getting paid overtime. All these companies are making billions of dollars. Miners are making billions of dollars. And it's not flowing on to anyone. It's just disappearing into the rich people's pockets. So sometimes I think you need to have a bit of a gander and go to the stats and the actual statistics, see what's happening and make up your own decision. Yeah, I guess that's probably a good point. That's the point I'm trying to make is don't believe what you see on those uh, that media too much. Uh, go and make up your own opinion and it's... We're actually doing really, really, really amazing in Australia, uh, better than probably 80% of the other countries. So, look, it's definitely not doom and gloom. Even though a heap of people have got it in Sydney, it doesn't kill you just because you get it. Thousands and thousands of people in Australia have got it and not died, have not got ridiculously sick. There's treatments. There's Once they get it early, it's like everything. You get it early, you can manage it. That's the point. Anyway, enough of the preaching. Hopefully it's not preaching. Yeah, you know you don't come here for that sort of stuff, but I thought it was interesting and sort of just a different thing to look about, different to talk about. Now, something that is positive and going to switch your mind off if you are in lockdown and you need to switch off from being locked up in a room like we do for a living. Um, (laughs) The new video is out tonight uh, as a premiere. It should be on the East Coast I think it'll be about 9 p.m. East Coast of Australia, and it puts us back at about 6, 6.30, 7 o'clock. Uh, if you go to YouTube, if you haven't subscribed, if you subscribe, then it'll come up and you can press reminder. Beautiful. Then you're away. You'll know when it's, it'll give you a reminder up on your phone, on your app, or if you're on, in front of a computer, it'll let you know straight away. So uh, this is another one of Esperance. It's, um, this was Blue Haven Beach. And on the other side of Blue Haven was where a young surfer, or a, a decent surfer, I think we found out later down the track after we'd been there that day that there'd been a shark attack about six months prior to that and someone had been eaten. So as much as uh, when you do look at all the beauty and hopefully you'll see that and the, and the Mini 2's up, I've got a heap of drone stuff as well because it's just showing off all that beautiful clear water. Uh, the sharks love it as much as us. So just be aware you are down there. There's heaps of shark watch information you can get when you're down in the south coast region. Um, so just be aware if you are coming from overseas and, and traveling down the, the south coast, 
I guess pretty much anywhere in Australia. Sharks are pretty prevalent. Uh, just sort of, I guess, be keep yourself educated of what's going on. Uh, I know in Esperance there's heaps of sharp uh, shark watch information around at the local tourist information centres and generally the beaches, the rangers will put signs up if there's been any sort of activity uh, in the areas where people are swimming. So, yeah, just something to keep an eye on. It, uh, it was sort of like, oh, my God. Uh, and we had a couple of occasions where we, I think, uh, Lucky Bay, we went out there. Jack and I were swimming all day. Um, we only found out the next day that there'd been a shark sighting 30 metres off the beach the day before we went there. And me and little Jack are swimming around. He would have been perfect little snack food for a big, great white. <laughs> so, um, yeah, good little reminder. So that'll be, yeah, go check that out. Some beautiful photos yet again. Uh, and I've got one more to go. As I've told you a couple of times, um, that'll be next week's. It'll be the last one for the South Coast Series. It's been an epic six months and uh, just thousands upon thousands and thousands of photos, uh, thousands of hours of editing and stuff to get it to you. So, yeah, it's been a bit of a bit of a wild ride and, and really, really enjoyed it. Um, I've had to push myself to tr sort of... Stay focused to keep editing, and, and so it is a lot of work, uh, especially at work when you come home after 12 hours and you try and sit down for another four or five hours and, and keep going and try and get it done. So, uh, but I, I am still enjoying it. It is good. It's just I get a little bit tired, I think, sometimes. I think I need to sleep tonight as well. So, weekends are good. Uh, they give me a little chance to have a bit of a breathe and just switch off a little bit and uh, <laughs> just catch up a little bit, I guess, as well. So, Hope you enjoyed tonight's video. Uh, go check it out. Make sure you give us a thumbs up or, or a thumbs down if you don't like it and uh, let me know where I'm going wrong. It's always always good. No one's perfect and I'm definitely nowhere near some of the people that I would like to get up to in, in the long term. So, um, yeah, any advice you can give is always much appreciated. Negative or positive, you've got to, if you're going to put yourself out there, you've got to be prepared to take the good and the bad because it's always uh, good advice even if it is bad you got to take it it's it makes you think about what you can and can't do I believe so anyway I uh, hope you do enjoy that uh, yeah enjoy I'll be there online so if any questions you can obviously always hit me up on the uh, service and yeah I'll talk to you while you're there now the winner of the 500 episode contest she still hasn't contacted me uh if you are if you do get to watch this please send me an email um i just want to get you so i can catch up with you and get the details um you should have a message in your youtube from me saying to send me an email to our email yeah that made, made no sense um please can you uh, get that back to you i'll try and flick you another message and get get hold of you but uh, yeah just a reminder if you do get to watch this please give us a heads up so i can catch up with you and get that print out to you very yeah still excited and hope i think you're gonna enjoy it i hope you have got somewhere nice to put it cool now um sam yang um has a new well they're not sort of new but they've got a set out it's come out as a bit of a set a new cine set for their lenses it's their mark ii vd slr the lens series uh, or Cine Lens Series. So they've basically got all your... Um, uh, it's got enhanced weatherproof systems on it. The last series didn't really have it. So it's now it's got a full O-ring there for dust and weather. So you can really take them out on your cameras and give them to them and get those get those shots you need for your, for your movies. 
Um, so that's really good. It's got uh, the range is a 14 mil 3.1 and then a 24, 35, 50 and 85 all at 1.5. Um, obviously, they'll have the focus gears on them, uh, so that's pretty cool, and they're all de-clocked, de de-clicked. And they've got 130 degrees uh, for the focus throw, so that's good, so it's not too short. Uh, generally, on a manual lens, if you've got a small throw, it's very hard to sort of have sort of any sort of smooth focus when you're manually focusing on your camera, if that makes any sense. So having a, a little bit more movement, sort of you get that the adjustments a little bit more subtle so you can sort of zoom in as you're moving and get that beautiful cinematic picture so look i think they'll do pretty good uh they start basic base price about 800 bucks per lens and i think the most expensive which was the, i think the 50 mil that i seen in australia was 1100 bucks australian but you can get them as a complete set so just contact your local sam yang dealer and you might be able to get a deal or something like that but uh Good solid little set if you, obviously cine lenses can be mega, mega expensive. If you go up to those Ari lenses, you're talking 50, 60,000 a set. So um, you're looking at probably under five grand, probably four, three or four grand for a set. Uh, that's a pretty good deal to get you into the cinema sort of uh, area and scope. So pretty cool. And it's always good to have that entry point to you know, give you a chance to get it. You can always upgrade later and, and resell them and then turn that into to go up, which is what I do. I sort of slowly, step by step, we, we're getting there. And uh, yeah, pretty cool. So definitely something to have a look at if you're into getting more and more confident with your video uh, skills and you want to really push it to the next level. Now, Canon, uh, some big news on the Canon for the 1DX and the R6. So the 1DX Mark III and R6 have got a new firmware update. I'm not sure the number. I think the R6 was a 1.4. Um, look, big one because it gives us C-Log 3 in the R6. That is fan-bloody-tastic. Uh, I don't know if I've, I've probably told you already, but I'm trying to, well, hopefully September, I'll have a little bit more money coming in um, and I can trade the RP and move that up to an R6 because then I can get that image stability. So when I'm doing walking and hiking and stuff i've got that stability in the in the body of the uh, camera which is definitely going to make a big difference i get a few other features out of it as well and that stability is probably the biggest one but now i get c log 3 2 for when i do my video sh shots as we're doing here uh, i think that'll make a big difference and it'll be again it's that step and keep getting better and getting better I can learn how to grade C-Log3, which is what cinema, what they use for their cinema and most videos. So that's then gonna make me hopefully a little bit better as an editor too. So that's pretty cool. Now that's gonna, that's in both the 1DX and the, uh, the R6. Now, even though it's a little bit strange, I guess, what do you need video in the 1DX? It's really a pro photography camera and the dying sort of a camera too. But look, I think it helps out those people that have invested in that gives them another option and then I guess down in the second hand market which once the R1 comes out that's definitely going to drop in price uh, big time because it'll be all mirrorless then uh, the 1DX3 will then be a better value proposition too for people buying a second hand because you'll be able to do that quality video on it as well so pretty cool now the other there was a couple other things on it um, oh, and also record to both memory cards at the same time so that's pretty special as well 
Um, I wouldn't have thought that wouldn't have not been in it, but apparently in the R6, you could only record to video to one card at a time. So that would sort of make it silly having two cards. Anyway, Canon's fixed that. You can record to both cards. Beautiful, fantastic. So a good, great little firmware update um, for the video people that have an R6. Probably you don't have to spend that extra money to go to the R5 because now you've got that C-Log, which is probably what the R5 already had, but it's a big benefit, I think. So a really, really good firmware update for that camera series and for the 1DX as well, but probably more so that R6. I think there's going to be a lot more people using it for video than, say, the 1DX, but, yeah, very cool. Now, last little one that is, a, again, it's been terribly slow, um, very hit and miss on the, on the what's out there, uh, at the moment, but uh, Sigma's come out with a new lens. Unfortunately, straight off, again, no RF. Uh, there seems to be nothing happening with the RF mount other than Canon. We are completely isolated and reliant. It's sort of, well, the way I look at it, Canon is becoming Apple. <laughs> yeah, it's got fantastic products, but it's locking itself into its own system, and sooner or later, you're only going to be able to use Canon and there's no one's going to make anything for it and you're going to be stuck with it whatever the cost and we and you know, we all know what apple costs everything costs you a fortune yeah it's a great system but everything costs you a bloody fortune uh whereas in the android land you've got probably 20 30 different options on what you can buy would probably looks like sony will do that sony does that you can get all tamron sigma all sorts of lenses that'll fit a Sony. So yeah, Canon, I hope they don't sort of pigeonhole themselves and get stuck into that Apple mindset where they want everyone using their stuff and they don't want anyone else making stuff and basically forcing forcing customers away and, and making them to make that hard choice. Do I, need, do I need to stay in that Canon ecosystem? Do I want to be locked into that or do I want to have some choices over with Sony and the other ones? And I think they're probably actually in the camera Photography world, it's going to be easier for people to go, well, you know what, Canon, I'm not locking myself into that. It'd be a hell of a lot easier, I guess, to walk away and go to them. There's a lot of other options out there. so, And there's nothing that really, like Apple, where it is that much better. And that's that operating system. No camera system has that oh, Mac OS that just really just blows everything else out of the water. So... Look, uh, Sigma's got this one. It's a great little lens. It's a sports lens, 150 to 600, so an awesome focal length. Uh, not a real big beast. Uh, it's obviously a, a decent-sized telephoto lens, but 150 to 600 mil, five, F5 to 6.3. That's fine. Um, DGDNOS, so it's obviously set up for the mirrorless cameras. So obviously your Sony's and anyone else that can use that through an adapter, it's, it's going to be a bit of a beast of a lens. I think it'll be fantastic for those, uh, I guess, entry-level um, animal and bird shooters and, and uh, all that sort of stuff, getting that sports lens uh, for guys doing sports photography and the Olympics and all that stuff coming up. Don't know if it's going to be out uh, by the Olympics. I'm pretty sure it's going to be late. But uh, if you're into that sort of stuff or out shooting motor stuff, car racing and bits and pieces, a great lens to give you that really good depth of field and, and be able to reach out and grab something and bring it back into the lens. So very, very nice. No, no prices or specs on it as much. 
that's all they've got. Uh, you'll see the thumbnail of it. I'll chuck that up there. But uh, yeah, nice, nice looking lens. Uh, shame. It's very hard. I didn't want to report on it because it's just not coming in RF. But I think, you know, realistically, you can't have a crack at the, the third parties because obviously there's something going on where Canon's just not sharing the information to help these companies make the products to help us, the customers. Um, so I think realistically it's on Canon to pull their head in a bit and you don't, Canon, I don't think you want to become an Apple because that would be a bad thing for you uh, because as much as I love the Canon system, I don't think it's good enough to be by itself and just run a complete Apple-esque type system. So, yeah, hopefully not. Fingers crossed they we do get some soon, maybe in 2022 when this crazy world slows down. Okie doke. Have a fantastic weekend. I will see you all again Monday. Stay safe, stay sound, and, uh, yeah, have a few drinks for me. Have a glass of red. I would enjoy a nice glass. I'm probably why I need a nice glass of red, but can't drink on site. We've only got mid-strength wine. Have you ever, anyone ever had mid-strength wine? Yep, it's crap. Okie doke. I'll see you all Monday. Stay safe, and I'll see you then. If you're going that way, that way, I'll see you on Monday. Peace.